What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Red Zone Radio. It is great to be here. Great to have you. Just your mics in the Red Zone Radio on the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere that you get your podcast. So glad that you decided to tune in today. So, the Los Angeles Lakers are eliminated from playoff contention. And I think if you're the Lakers, something you got to do that's very important is you got to step back, look at the drawing board, and say, okay, what is the problem? What is the issue that's going on here? And once you do that, once you do that, you got this offseason to make moves. But right now, you got to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, what, what's the problem? Where are we having issues? Is there a player we can bring in? Is there a player we need to move on from? And I think when they do that, they're going to find a few players that they need to move around. Look, um, the problem with the Lakers is this. LeBron is an excellent player, but he is, if we're being honest, he's out of his prime and he's older. Anthony Davis is consistently hurt and they don't have a guy, you know, listen, you don't have to have a Steph Curry or a Damian Lillard because those two are just two of a kind. You don't have to have those kind of shooters, but you have to have a shooter. You have to have a shooter that can heat up. That that can that that th- there's that game when LeBron's struggling, when AD's struggling, that he comes in and he has a night. It doesn't have to be every night. It, it doesn't have to be all the time. But he comes in and he he, you know, every now and again he hits a shot. He hits a shot for twenty seven. He he's just on fire. He can just take over. Um, and it, again, it doesn't have to be a Damon Lillard or Steph Curry where they can do that. They have that switch that they can turn on and off. It just has to be how that guy can do it. Sometimes that defenses have to account for. I talk about this in football all the time and the draft. It's one of the reasons why I love Jamison Williams, and it's one of the reasons why you love a guy. Even though I don't consider Tyreek Hill just a deep threat, but why you love to have a guy like Tyreek Hill, or you love to have. You know, uh, just just uh, an absolute athlete, a speed athlete on your team as an offense, or or Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson, because when you have those guys on your team, when you go to play a team next week, when you, your your opponent, that defense has to constantly keep tabs on where that guy's at at all times. They either have to double him if you're a quarterback. They're going. They got to keep a spy on you, and it opens up spots for other players. And that's what they need. The problem this year for the for the Lakers was not only if they had LeBron and Anthony Davis healthy all year, they might have made the playoffs, but they wouldn't have gone that far. But it's the fact that they just didn't have that guy. They they didn't have LeBron can heat up, and I'm not trying to dispute that. But he is he is out of his prime. He is older. They they just didn't have maybe even you know take a shot at a CJ McCollum or someone like that, but this idea that you know it, the injuries got in the way the injuries were a part of it yes, but it also was just the depth on this team, and so I think when the Lakers go back and they look at this team yeah there's some players they move on from yeah there's some players they need to bring in but I think the number one thing they gotta look for is a shooter. This is like a. I tell you what, this kind of reminds me of what the Lakers are in right now. 
It reminds me of uh, the Patriots, the year they let go of Tom Brady. Or I don't mean they let go. Tom Brady got traded to the Bucks. They were a team that has the coach, has the greatest football player of all time. You can make an argument the Lakers have the greatest basketball player of all time. If not the greatest, the second greatest. And um, they have the team, but but the issue is what player do they move on from? Where do they take a swing? And I think personally a move that I would see. Here's the thing. Damon Lillard doesn't want to move on from Portland. But I, I think maybe you offer Anthony Davis for a Clay Thompson. See how that goes over. I, I don't know if you can get that. But you offer a first round and, and, and Anthony Davis for a Clay Thompson, something like that. Get a shooter. Because that's, that's what the Lakers are missing. This is unequivocally turning into a three-point shooting league. Whether good or not, whether you like it or not, that's just where it's heading. And... You need a shooter, and they don't have any. They don't have any. They're they're in a rough position. When you go back to the drawing board, you say, you know what? We love Anthony Davis. We love LeBron. We love Rose Westbrook, but we need shooters. We need guys that can that can pull up every now and again when they're hot. And just and Clay Thompson's one of those guys. Damon Lillard's one of those guys. You're not gonna get Steph Curry, but Steph Curry's one of those guys. Um, you need shooters, especially if you're gonna win the West. Listen, a perfect example of this is the Suns. Devin Booker is a perfect example. Because, like, Chris Paul, he's kind of leader of that team. I love Devin Booker. But he's a guy that, hey, if you pass it to, he's going to drain it. He could take over a game. Chris Paul's on the bench. Okay, he can heat up. He's the perfect example. And that's someone that that's someone that the Lakers need to look into getting. Someone like a Devin Booker, you know, that can, that can heat up and when you need to, can shoot it. Trey Young's another perfect example. He's not the best shooter in the world, but if you need to, he can heat up and he can shoot it. That's what they need. They need a shooter. They need someone that can, they, they they need a shooter desperately. They need someone that defense can account for. They need three point shooters. They need clutch shooters. They need someone that can take the game over. Besides for LeBron, Trey Young, Devin Booker, Clay Thompson, someone like that. All right, uh, Stefan Diggs. Um, According to Adam Schefter, got uh, a new deal here, and uh, uh, this on his Instagram said, "Bills reached agreement with WR wide uh, receiver Stefan Diggs on a four-year, hundred-four million dollar extension that includes seventy million guaranteed." Sources tell ESPN, uh, "Deal ties Diggs to Buffalo for six more years at one hundred twenty-four point one million, with the intent from both sides to have him retire in Buffalo." Why is this such a great move? I'll tell you why. Because obviously, like you said, the, the receiver, like you said in that post with the mega deal, the, the receivers are blowing up. This is a smart thing for the Bills. Because based off what you saw this year, and even though we have an increasingly bigger number of, uh, of, of receivers coming out in the draft, receivers... That are that 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 can, you know, take over games. We saw the value of receivers this year go up, like you said. And Stefan Diggs is that guy for Josh Allen. Obviously, 
they they could they could, they have weapons all over the team, but he's that guy that Josh Allen's like, okay, I'm gonna throw it up here. Stephon Diggs catch radius catches it. Um, it's a good move. Look, people complain about prices, but the reality is sometimes the market changes and the market changed for receivers. They got more expensive this year. So what does that mean? You say, okay, you know what? I don't like it, but. We don't want to lose Stefan Diggs. His catch radius is huge. Josh Allen loves him. We're trying to keep people happy. Let's spend an arm and a leg for him. And they did. And you know what? I respect it because they're like, listen, we don't want to spend all this. But this way, we have him locked in. The market's only going to get bigger. So, you know, we might as well do this deal now before the market gets bigger next year and we have to pay more to keep him. We don't want this thing imploding down the road where we have to be like, okay, who do we have to get rid of? If we get rid of Stefan Diggs, that makes Josh Allen mad. Josh Allen's mad. He's our franchise quarterback. We're going to have problems down the road. We're at a conference with increasingly tough teams, increasingly tough divisions, increasingly tough quarterbacks. We need a, we need a guy. And uh, that is why I, I, I like to move with Stefan Diggs. I do. I, I think it's a good move. I think it's a smart move. I think it's a good thing to do. Whew. Man. Lakers eliminated for playoff contention. Uh, Stefan Diggs, new big deal. According to Adam Schefter, he put on his Instagram, uh, he said, uh, well, actually, this was Field Yates on his Twitter. Uh, he said, the exploding wide receiver market this offseason, Devontae Adams, five years, $141.25 million, $65 million guaranteed. Tower Kill, four year, $120 million, $75 million guaranteed. Stuff on Diggs, four years, $104 million, $70 million guaranteed. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. So yeah, receivers are a big, a big position group this year. It's only gonna get bigger as time goes. Wow. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for this short episode of Reginald. I apologize. They're just listen, and this is what I always say. I, I the reason why it, this was a short episode. But the reason why is because I'm not a guy. I I don't like just posting content just to be posting content. Um, I love talking about sports. I love that you guys uh, listen to it. I really do appreciate it. But I'm not just going to try to make different rumors, um, you know, speculate on different stuff that really has no credibility. And, and by, by by no credibility, I mean I'm not just going to listen. Here's the way. I, this, is, this is the way I'm viewing. It. I'm posting this short episode today, but we're about not that far away from the playoffs and NFL drafts coming up. Uh, there's going to be more news, but this going to be the, the the sports news has cooled down just a tad. The dust has finally settled um, on all those crazy trades. Um, so that's where we're at right now. Um, and one more thing for God, just to read a quick Bible verse to you, John from the Book of John, um, John five, or I'm sorry, John four thirty nine. Um, or actually, we're going to start 440. It says, So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. They're talking about Jesus. And many more believed because of his own word. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. I tell you, um, something that's really important I think that we got to think about is, when, you know, people have different opinions on what happens after you die, um, you know, is there a God, 
And this is what I would say. When you look around you, uh, this book that I'm on right here, the Bible, the truth is in this book, I full-heartedly believe. And the reality is you don't have excuses. You, you know, your opinion doesn't change the truth. And so, you know, there's people that believe in reincarnation and 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 all this. And you say, well, what makes your book right? Well, here's why I think my book's right. The Old Testament of the Bible has all sorts of prophecies about the coming Messiah, which is Jesus. Isaiah has a beautiful verse in it. Talks about he was pierced for our transactions, he was bruised for our iniquities. It's talking about Jesus. And there's many more. And you know uh if you would just stop judging Christianity. Stop judging it for one second. This is this is my ask of you. Stop judging it based off what you see out there in the world. What I want you to do, and I and I wish, please just do this. And I know you, you know, if you don't have a Bible, you can look it up. Just go to John, John one, and and just read the book of John. But but go to John one first, and at least read the first chapter of John. And I tell you what, it really, people want to say things, you know, Jesus, what you meant told Jesus was that. Well, that, that John 1, and, and I highly encourage you at, at, at the minimum, please read the first three chapters of John. But if anything, just read the first chapter of John. And uh, that tells you what he came to do. He says it multiple times. I came to seek and save those which are lost. Jesus came to save us. He didn't come to... Now, the second time he comes, that's going to be different. But he didn't come to to point out our flaws. Now, that doesn't mean that, that we can just live however we want and that, you know, that we can just continue our path the same way we come to him. But what he's telling you is, look, <laughs> this is a gift from God. And you say, well, what do you mean? What, what do you mean he came to save and seek us? Well, here's what I mean. God gave us the Ten Commandments way back in Moses. I'm sure you've heard of some of them. Um, and when he gave us the Ten Commandments, we all broke it because we all have sinful nature. We've all used God's name in vain at some point, whether it's in our past or not, we've all done it. We've all, uh, which is blasphemy, We've all looked with lust. Jesus said, if you look with lust, you commit adultery in your heart. We've all done evil, evil stuff, evil deeds. There's many more uh, idolatry, all of that. And the Bible also says he who hates is guilty of murder. We've all broken God's commandment. And the truth is, this is why it's important. People think that you get to heaven by being a good person. Well, this Bible tells you how God's going to judge us. And what he's saying is, what he's saying is, uh, you broke the Ten Commandments. You're no longer good. 
<laughs> you're not perfect. The, the definition of good for God is perfect. You're not perfect because you broke every single commandment. If you've broken one, you're guilty of breaking all. And we've broken the commandments multiple times in our lives because we're sinful. And when Jesus came in, many people understand that Jesus died on the cross. But they don't understand what it means for them. What it means for you is you can't get to heaven by being a good person. You just can't. And we all broke the law. We've all used God's name in vain. We've all done bad stuff. And so when he died on the cross, he took the punishment. Because the punishment for us should have been hell. We're all sinners. We all deserved hell. And when he died on the cross, he took our punishment. And and when he rose again, he defeated death. Meaning... If you put, if you repent of your sins, you put your faith in Jesus and you trust in him to save you. Don't trust in yourself. Don't trust in your own works. Trust in Jesus Christ at the cross where he did for you. When you do that, because he said he's the savior of the world. That's what that means. When you do that, your sins can be blotted out, separated from you from as far as the east to west, and you could be resurrected on the day of the, on the day of redemption. Meaning, you could be raised from the dead. You don't have to die. You don't ever have to die. You don't have to go to hell. You don't have to die. You don't have to go to hell. You might experience physical death, but you'll be raised. You'll go to heaven. You'll never die. You know, and you think about this life and you think about what God has given us. The, 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 we all love certain things. The outdoors, taste buds to, to, to have great comfort illustrates beautifully. Taste buds to eat food with the blue sky, ears to enjoy music. Clearly, God loves us because not only did he die for us, Jesus Christ was God died for us. He's given us all this great stuff. And you know what? Hell doesn't have any of that. Hell doesn't have any pleasures. But heaven has all pleasures. You know, if you're listening to this, and this is the difference between Christianity and any other religion. People say, well, how do you know your religion's right? Here's why. Because every other single religion, Islam, Islam, for example, they believe that your good works have to outweigh your bad works. Well, that's not the way it works. Let me ask you a question. Let's say uh, you donate to charity a lot, but uh, you murdered somebody. And you stand before a court of law and you say, Judge, uh, I know that I murdered this person, but, but, I, uh, I give to charity a lot. The judge would say, I don't care that you give to charity. You got to get paid your punishment. And that's what Jesus is saying. Because God is just. He can't just overlook sin. But what does he do? He loves you so much that he says, I'll take that punishment. But you have to repent of your sins. You have to put faith. And you have to turn from your sins. And you're going to stumble again. Because we are a simple nation. The Proverbs says, the righteous man falls seven times and he rises again. Can't practice habitually sinning on purpose. Turn from your sins. Put faith in Jesus. And confess your sin before him because he already here's the way here's the way I always saw anyway. He knows everything you did anyway. There's no escaping it. So if you confess it though, put faith in Jesus, he says, I'll forgive you. No matter what you did, no matter what you've done in your past, he can forgive you. Trust me. I've done some terrible stuff. But God forgives me. Not because of what I did, but because of what Jesus did and do the same thing for you. For our listening, I greatly appreciate two sources I want to, I highly encourage you to check out. Uh, cross Examine with Frank Turek on YouTube, crossexamine.org, or on YouTube, you can type in Cross Examine. Lots of questions about God. Hope you answer there. 
um, and also Living Waters Through Comfort. He interviews people. You get an idea of what I was trying to do or if anything, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram, Red Zone underscore radio. Happy to pray for you. Happy to help you. One more thing, I'll just a quick prayer for you. Dear Father, I ask you to touch this person. Sorry, you see their, you help them see their need for a Savior. You help them see the sin in true life. Convict them with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're still listening, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a great day, and I'll see you next time on Red Zone Radio.